Hey everyone, welcome back to the Life by Taylor podcast where I break down some of the best personal development and spirituality books so we can learn and grow together. Today I'm going to be reading from one of Harvard Business Review's 10 must-reads. For those of you that are unfamiliar with what that is, it's basically a compilation of the best articles that are published through Harvard Business Review based on different subjects. So I remember I was stuck at the airport, I missed my flight, I was in New York, I was I was going to be waiting for 10 hours and the first thing that came to mind was, okay, let's go find some books to read. So the first book that I got, which was on empathy, I think I actually got two on empathy and on managing yourself. And then it turned into this like tradition where every time I travel, I buy another one and now I have a pretty nice collection of these. And before I begin, I think it's so important to remember that we are all creative. I think that to live a truly fulfilling and rich life, you have to find an outlet for your creativity. So hopefully after the excerpt I read today, if you're already a creative and a proud creative, you find ways to step more courageously into your creativity. And for those of you that do not define yourself as creative, hopefully this will inspire you to rediscover your creative self. I'm gonna be reading from the first article and it's titled Reclaim Your Creative Confidence by Tom Kelly and David Kelly. And for each article, they basically give you a brief of the idea in general. So I'm gonna read that so you guys can understand the gist of what their point is. And then I will go into the specific part I wanted to share. Reclaim your creative confidence, idea in brief. Most people are born creative, but over time, a lot of us learn to stifle those impulses. We become warrior of judgment, more cautious, more analytical. The world seems to divide us into creatives and non-creatives and too many people resign themselves to the latter category. And yet we know that creativity is essential to success in any discipline or industry. The good news is that we can all rediscover our creative confidence. The trick is to overcome the big four fears that hold most of us back. Fear of the messy unknown, fear of judgment, fear of the first step, and fear of losing control. This chapter describes an approach based on the work of psychologist Albert Bandura in helping patients get over their snake phobias. You break challenges down into small steps and then build confidence by succeeding in one after another. Creativity is something you practice, not just a talent that you are born with. The article then breaks down into the four big fears, and I'm going to be reading from the fear of being judged. If the scribbling, singing, dancing kindergartner symbolizes unfettered creative expression, the awkward teenager represents the opposite, someone who cares deeply about what other people think. It takes only a few years to develop that fear of judgment, but it stays with us throughout our adult lives, often constraining our careers. Most of us accept that when we are learning, say, to ski, others will see us fall down until practice pays off. But we can't risk our business world ego in the same way. As a result, we self-edit, killing potentially creative ideas because we're afraid our bosses or peers will see us fail. We stick to safe solutions or suggestions. We hang back, allowing others to take risks. But you can't be creative if you are constantly censoring yourself. Half the battle is to resist judging yourself. If you can listen to your own intuition and embrace more of your ideas, good and bad, you're already part way to overcoming this fear. So take baby steps, as Bandura's clients did. Instead of letting thoughts run through your head and down the drain, capture them systematically in some form of idea notebook. Keep a whiteboard and marker in the shower. Schedule daily white space in the calendar where your only task is to think or take a walk and daydream. When you try to generate ideas, shoot for 100 instead of 10. Defer your own judgment and you'll be surprised at how many ideas you have and like by the end of the week. Also try using new language when you give feedback and encourage your collaborators to do the same. 
at the D school, our feedback typically starts with I like and moves to I wish instead of just passing judgment with put downs like that will never work. Opening with positives and then using the first person for suggestions signals that this is just my opinion and I want to help, which makes listeners more receptive to your ideas. We recently worked with Air New Zealand to reinvent the customer experience for its long-distance flights. As a highly regulated industry, airlines tend toward conservatism. To overcome the cultural norm of skepticism and caution, we started with a workshop aimed at generating crazy ideas. Executives brainstormed and prototyped a dozen unconventional and some seemingly impractical concepts, including harnesses that hold people standing up, groups of seats facing one another around a table, and even hammocks and bunk beds. Everyone was doing it, so no one was scared he or she would be judged. This willingness to consider wild notions and defer judgment eventually led the Air New Zealand team to a creative breakthrough. The Sky Couch, a lie-flat seat for economy class. At first, it seemed impossible that such a seat could be made without enlarging its footprint. Seats in business and first-class cabins take up much more space. But the new design does just that. A heavily padded section swings up like a footrest to transform an airline row into a futon-like platform that a couple can lie down on together. The Sky Couch is now featured on a number of Air New Zealand's international flights, and the company has won several industry awards as a result. So like I said, obviously, they're going to present the ideas in ways that are much more oriented towards businesses and business strategy, but I think there's something for every single person to learn from this. I question all the time how much I'm limiting myself by thinking an idea is bad or stupid or that people won't like it and how courageous it is for people who are truly revolutionary and people who are able to express their creativity in ways that risk being judged. That's one of the reasons why I admire Kanye West, for example, so much, because I truly believe that he has completely let go of that part of him that is afraid of what people will think when he creates. And that's so admirable to me because as someone who does consider herself a creative person, I see how hard that is for me to achieve. Even when I do things my own way, I'm doing them within the boundaries of what is familiar to other people enough to not be too out there and not to look like an idiot. What does that even mean? I think that true creativity is really allowing yourself to put yourself out there in a way where you're willing to, I think true, I think true creativity is having that courage to bring up these ideas that seem crazy, to create things that people might not understand, to to offer solutions that seem impractical or unrealistic. Nothing is really unrealistic. If you think of every single thing around you right now in this moment, someone made it, someone created it. It all started with an idea. It all started with someone who said, hey, I want people to fly in the air. Hey, I want people to be able to move fast. I want people to be able to do this and that. Almost every single person who has invented anything in history for sure faced pushback and backlash and was criticized and judged, I think that we all have to build confidence in our creativity and remember that it's actually a very noble and honorable thing to express our creative selves. It's something that requires vulnerability. And if you haven't seen Brene Brown's TED Talk, definitely go do that after this. If you have, then you should be convinced that vulnerability is the ultimate strength. And I will leave you with this quote. It is easier to be a critic than it is to be a creator. And I got that from an amazing documentary on Netflix called The Creative Mind or The Creative Brain. I forgot what it's called. But in that documentary, they say that and I remembered that. And every time I go out to create something, whether it's this podcast, whether it's a TikTok, whether it's a post, and I start getting too in my head and thinking, what will these people think and what will this person think? I remind myself, whoever these people are, 
it is so much easier to criticize than it is to create. And I'm proud of myself for just creating. I don't want to lose sight of that. I want to tend to it. I want to water that plant for life. I want to develop my creativity. I want to become more confident in my ability to create things and come up with new ways of doing things and offer new solutions to old problems. So I hope that this short and sweet episode reminds you that you are a creative person. And sometimes I even just draw or color in, and I'm not good at it, but I remind myself there is no good at it. So I do it, I do it with that in mind, telling myself all of the voices that are coming up into your head, telling you this isn't a nice drawing and this is ugly and you're bad at drawing, that's all conditioning. That's not true. This could be a work of art to someone. This could be a work of art to you. You could decide that this is beautiful. It's totally subjective. I like to do that and it's actually fun to just paint for no reason or to color or draw for no reason and to just let myself surrender to that surrender to my creativity without letting the judgment find its way in so that when I'm doing it in other areas of my life, I have a little bit of practice of creating space between my creative self and my judgmental voice in my head. So that is what I'm going to leave you guys with today. I woke up at 4.45 a.m. to go to the airport, so I am sleep deprived and I thought I would just do this episode today because it's short and sweet and hopefully it inspires you to create and to remember that you are creative. There is no such thing as a non-creative person. And I hope this episode inspires you to create more and to express that more. Thanks again for listening. I love you. And of course, if you enjoyed this podcast, if it brought you any value, please screenshot it, share it on your story, tag me. And if not, please just rate it, give it five stars if you enjoyed it. And that is it. Tomorrow, I'm taking my cousin's daughter to Disneyland, so I will not be making an episode tomorrow. And the next new episode will be on Monday. So have an amazing weekend. And to my Jewish friends, Shabbat Shalom. I love you all and see you Monday.